Welcome to Funeral Gurus Radio. I'm your host, Robin Heppel from FuneralFutures.com. We're continuing our pre-conference interviews for the ICCFA annual convention that is going to be held in Las Vegas, Nevada from March 19th to the 22nd. Today's guest is Doug Gober from Live Oak Bank, based in Wilmington, North Carolina. Doug, are you there? Yes, Rob, I'm here. <laughs> Great, Doug. Now, uh, although you don't need much introduction, Doug, can you just provide just a little bit of background about uh, about yourself and uh, and about uh, Live Oak Bank? Yes, I've uh, I've been in funeral service 33 years. Uh, 16 of those with Faithful Casket, 16 of those with Matthews. Uh, about nine months with Carriage Services, and then in October of uh, 2011, I joined Live Oak Bank, a company that's uh, exclusively has an area of their bank exclusively doing uh, financing opportunities for funeral homes and cemeteries, and I'm their liaison to funeral service. Great. Well, it sounds uh, sounds interesting. We can get into that a, a little bit uh, a little bit later in a bit more detail. But um, you know what I want to talk to you about first is your your presentation. Uh, content is king, and uh, and I understand that uh, uh, like you've done in the past, uh, you know you just don't come up with theories. You go out in the field, you uh, um, interview people, you you get people to um, you know reveal what uh, what they truly feel, and uh, and also capture it either uh, you know by picture or video. So. Um, Give us a little bit of background of um, you know what you were doing when you were um, doing your little your research here. Well, Rob, what I was trying to do was examine where the content of the most important piece of funeral service, and that's where we encounter the guest, and that's either occurring at a visitation or at a service most of the time, and where the content of that comes from. And it basically comes from one of three sources. It comes from us, the funeral profession the family, or from the clergy. And so in this presentation, I've broken down each of those areas into uh, items that we can do to get better. How can we get better? How can we interact with the family at a higher level? And what can we do with the information we glean from them? And then how can we uh, better serve both of us, better serve our family through a, a greater relationship with our clergy? Uh, I found it very interesting that about 80% of the time in a funeral service generally is controlled by the clergy, someone who doesn't work for us, uh, that we have very little control over and sometimes don't prepare them very well. And so I've I've explored all three areas and then uh, come up with things in each area that will allow us to to maybe just see how we can get a little better at each one of those. History says uh, for me that it's important that people walk out of a presentation that I'm involved in with something they can actually go home and do something with. And so I've tried to do that in each three of these areas with us, the family, and the clergy. Well, now, Doug, can you maybe just share some of the, um, you know, especially the the clergy, Share some of your findings, you know, when you went out in the field and, and we're now, talking to... One of the to... things I did, Rob, is I went out and I interviewed clergy, uh, video interviewed them. And so mm-hmm. as, as part of this uh, presentation, I'll actually share video clips of what they actually said. It's uh, Sometimes it's one thing for us to share uh, research data and numbers and 
you know, four four people said this and 15 people said that. But it's totally another thing when you see those people actually saying it. And so one of the things I did as I was traveling the entire country last summer is I set up very impromptu meetings locally with with a clergy person who was referred to me by a funeral director. And so they didn't know I was coming until the last minute. I had a list of questions that I asked every one of them, so I got consistent uh, answers to, or I got answers to consistent questions. And uh, things like, uh, how would you define the difference between a good funeral and a great one from your position as a minister? And so I have all these things on video, and as part of, I ended up with over 600 minutes of video. That's uh, 10 hours. <laughs> wow. And so what you do is to, you, you try to glean from that what are the consistent themes and what are the things that you want to learn from this. And I think we, there are, there's information in here that can tell us a lot about not only who these people are, but what they want to do. And they really do want to do a good job. But how can we help them be better? And in turn, we get better because what they do is a reflection on us. If, if somebody, if a bad minister does a bad funeral, he does one of those insert name here things, which several of them talked about, and I put it on the videos that we'll share, if one of them stands up and does that, it's a reflection on us. Most people don't think that guy's a goofball. They think, you know, the funeral director should have done a better job. And so it's always a reflection on us, and so it's, a, it's just an opportunity for us to get better. You know, and I think sometimes, you know, we we blame the we blame the clergy, right? You know that uh, they've, um, you know, they don't work with us and they conspire against us and and that. But uh, um, you know, I, I think it's good to you know it's good to know that that they're you know they don't want to look like jerks either, or idiots or you know, and because uh, they're, you know, they're up there, they have a reputation to uphold. Some aren't as good as others, but, uh, and sure, there's the odd one that doesn't really care, and it's getting in, in the way of their golf game or something like that, but, uh, you know, generally speaking, they, you know, they followed a calling in life, and this, uh, um, you know, this this ends up being part, you know, part of that. Well, I think one of the things you'll discover uh, from this presentation is that as we all agree, there are good funeral directors and bad ones, and there's good uh, ministers and bad ones. However, the the number of bad ones is a very small percentage, and most of the people who are involved in this on both ends really intend to, or, or have have no intention of doing a bad job. No minister ever stood up with the intention of doing a bad job. But if he's not properly armed and has all the information necessary to do a good job, and we're comfortable with the fact that he's properly uh, equipped to do as good a job as he can under those circumstances, then we failed at our basic mission, and that is to impact these people in a, in a way that lets them know who this individual really was rather than just, well, I didn't really know old John, but I heard he was a good guy. Uh, that's just a, a, it's something we can no longer and probably in the past shouldn't have either. We can't take that to chance. It's too important to take it to chance. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> there's no do-overs, right? So, That's right. This is a yeah. once-in-a-lifetime, never-to-be-repeated event, unlike weddings. 
and <laughs> we have an opportunity to get this right. We've only got one shot at this. This is one death per person. we got to yeah. get this right. And it's not going to be perfect every time. It's not going to be something overwhelmingly creative every time. But for those occasions where we where we can, we should. And I'm not sure we do. Well, is there, you know, for... Um the you know the purpose of the of this interview is to get people to uh, uh, who are coming to the convention to uh, to attend your session. What about uh, you know? There's there's also going to be a lot of people who aren't able to make it, and I always like to give them some nuggets and and that. So, Doug, with that, what do you think? You know, what could you give now? Just uh, you know, I'm sure there's going to be people listening to this, and within the next 24 hours, they're going to be making another arrangement with a family. What would you like to kind of just plant in their head, or or something that they could ask that family to, you know, to make that that service that much better? Let's think of this in in relationship to these three areas that are involved in the three uh, audiences we're talking about. We're talking about us, mm-hmm. the funeral professionals, the clergy, and the family. Yeah, as it relates to us, I think one of the things that will come out of this is we must have the right people. We've got to we've got to have the right mindset, and sometimes uh, we're we're trying to teach pigs to sing. Uh, you know, you you rarely get the pig to sing, and most of the time, all you do is make the pig mad. And so we've got funeral directors out there who just simply reject the idea of doing anything creative whatsoever. And maybe that person doesn't need to work here anymore. And so, from an us standpoint, we've got to have the right people who have that willing spirit to to make the to make the chance, to take the chance to do something that will have an impact on these people, and they deserve that. From a clergy standpoint, I think it's uh, that what it's important is to have a one-on-one personal relationship with that clergy person to the extent that you prepare them better than any other funeral director or funeral professional prepares them. And that also relates to the cemeterian as well that the cemeterian finds out who's coming. What mm-hmm. a unique position for a cemetery to call a minister who they know is going to conduct a service in their in their cemetery that afternoon. That's rarely ever being done. Is there anything we can do to help you this afternoon on the setup or anything like that? Just that call would cause that minister to have a different perspective about that cemetery. And so I think this, this relationship... So we've got us and we've got the clergy. What about the family? The family has information and we and the clergy need it. And so what can we do to get better at gleaning the information from the family that can be effectively used to to display or impart to those guests who this person we're remembering today really was? And the only way that's done is through the through the effective conveyance of questions. And maybe one of those that I would share right now would be, uh, what kind of service could we create that would be most comforting to all the family and friends who are going to attend? Because we ask this question a lot, what kind of service would you like for your mom? What kind of service do you think your mom would have liked? 
but we're we're doing that based on the people that are sitting across from us in this arrangement conference at this moment, and we're restricting it to only them. Just the way we ask the questions can cause people to think outside of the people sitting in the arrangement office with you. What kind of service could we create together that would be most comforting to the family and friends who are going to attend not only assumes that we're going to do something from a service standpoint, but it also prompts the people sitting with me making these arrangements to think outside of themselves to the people that were impacted by the death of this person that we cared about. And so I think that would be one element that would come out of how we can take information from the family, prompt them to think broader about who we're actually going to be sharing this information with, and then ask those leading questions. Well, you know, when was your mom most happy? What are the things that, that who, who was your mom? Now, I don't want to know what she did. There's a difference between what she did and who she was. I want to know who she was. Now, you know, you, you never know what's coming. You have to be, you have to be light on your feet. Mm-hmm. when you're doing these things because, you know, when was your mom most happy they'd be responded by when she was drinking. I mean, you know, <laughs> you don't know what's coming, so mm-hmm. you've got to be prepared for that. But that that's just sort of the gist of, of how I'm looking at this. What can we do to get better with, as it relates to us, as it relates to the clergy, and as it relates to the family? Great. No, hey, Doug, before we kind of wrap up here, um, you know, when, when we were chatting a little bit before, uh, you had mentioned when you're talking to the clergy, uh, you had asked them uh, to define a good funeral and a great one. Can you just maybe share a little, go a little bit deeper there? And because and, I thought that was really interesting. Yes, I, I, one particular gentleman from Massachusetts was so profound with this that he says, he said, a, a great funeral. A good funeral will meet the emotional needs at the moment, at that time, for that family as it relates to their loss. And I'm sort of paraphrasing exactly what he said because he said this much more eloquently than I am. And then he went on to say, a great funeral surpasses that. And the theme that consistently ran through the answers to that question really had to do with allowing the attendees, the guests, at a funeral to know more about who this person was than they did when they got there. And that is so perfectly aligned with what I think our task is, is to make sure that when somebody leaves a funeral that we've conducted at either our cemetery or our funeral home or both, that that when they leave, they know more about the deceased than they did when they got there. And that is the biggest challenge I see. And so that, that was what came out of my interviews with these guys as it relates to good funerals versus great ones. They have very uh, interesting opinions about this that also run very parallel to what I think ours would. You know, I think they defined a great funeral very similarly into what a funeral director would define a great funeral. And yet, I'm not sure we completely understand that that is where, where their heart and where their head is. So uh, it was, I, I think there's something to be learned there. Well, that's great. I think, yeah, and for, for those that are going to attend, I think you're really going to 
Um, well, as Doug, as all of your presentations are, they're entertaining, very insightful, and uh, you know, you uh, you do a great job of giving you know practical things that people can take and 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 apply right away instead of uh, you know instead of just a bunch of handouts that get filed with the you know fifteen other sets of handouts and and you know may not get. Uh, um, you know, Robert, if all I'm going to do is put words on the on a PowerPoint and put them on the screen. You know, I, we can send those out in advance, and everybody can read them, and they don't have to spend the money to come to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, I, we you know we got to be doing something more than that. And and I, I, we, as an association, I think uh, the ICCFA has done such a wonderful job of trying to secure the position of doing everything they can to. Uh, to give that kind of support to their membership, and so I, I support that support wholeheartedly. Excellent. Well, Doug, before I let you go here, I'm going to just share with the folks what happened before our, um, before we started to officially record our interview. Uh, you know, I've I've known you for for ten years or so, and we've gotten to uh, bump into each other. Uh, over the last you know few years, on, kind of on the speaking circuit, so I always enjoy our communications, and and uh, we're both passionate about uh, funeral service. So, so Doug and I went on this um, uh, just great dialogue for I think forty five minutes or so, and uh, way too long, whatever it was. Well, I don't think so, Doug, because you know there was uh, I think it just first of all very candid points of view um, from both of us about. Uh, creating you know really meaningful services and and what some of the problems are for that so uh what i'm going to do is uh i've asked doug if it's okay so we're going to uh take take that as well and uh i'll upload it and there'll be a a link uh, underneath this this interview so that you can listen to that i think it would be um a great you know if you're having a staff meeting and you need content uh or you want something to discuss you can play that interview um, and discuss it. Maybe you disagree with us, but I think uh, it will be great for conversation. So, so Doug, I uh, thank you for for your input and also for um, your um, your approval for us to to share that because I think uh, I think a lot of good will come out of that as well. Rob, thank you very much, sir. I I uh, appreciate the opportunity that ICCFA has given me to uh, express that passion that you and I both feel about uh, funeral service and uh, how we can all get better together. Absolutely, and and another thing too, Doug. Um, although this is for the uh, ICCFA annual convention here in in March in Vegas, both of us, uh, I noticed from our emails that we received yesterday, are um, are going to be at the uh, ICCFA University coming up in um, in July in Memphis for uh, Nancy Lohman's uh, College of Leadership Management and Administration. So glad to see that uh, you're on that that as well, and. Uh, uh, and if anyone hasn't attended the university before, that is a unique, uh, a unique event, totally different than any other funeral event that I've been to. So uh, I, I, I highly recommend going. Well, well, Doug, I'm going to uh, I'll let you go here. And uh, any final comments b- before I do, though? Rob, I just appreciate again the opportunity that ICCFA gives us to. Uh, to share with others across the country uh, not only our passions but the but just how we can all get better together it's a, it's a real uh, uh, opportunity 
that is a rare occasion in this business because people are so focused on working in their businesses, and it requires so much of us in this business to make it work that we don't get much time to spend on the business. And so this is a time when you break away from that and focus three days of your life on working on the business. And so we'll do everything. Uh, I know you and I both will do our parts to try and, uh, and make the content of that as, as powerful as it can be so that you spent that time working on your business and then get home and, and do something with it. And so I, I, I think it's a wonderful opportunity that, that we have to do just that. Absolutely. I, to- I totally agree. Well, I'd like to I'd like to thank Doug Gober from Live Oak Bank, and uh, I really recommend that you attend his presentation, Content is King, at the ICCFA annual convention that is going to be held in Las Vegas, Nevada, from March 19th to the 22nd. For more information and registration details, visit www.iccfa.com. Check back soon for another ICCFA pre-conference interview, and on behalf of the FuneralGurus.com. This is Robin Heppel.